starting to record just so that we have a baseline here. Oh, I think I messed something up though. Now I can't. Now it's not shifting based on. Actually, I'm yeah. so hot. I'm gonna go sit. In, oh, the air conditioning will be too loud. Never okay. mind. Here we go. I can't. I, mine's not shifting. Andrew, how'd you fix? So, that? Uh, click. Are you? Is there a white box around someone's head? Yes. Who? Myself. Click that. I click yourself. Okay. Now it should shift to me. Yeah, it shifted to you. I see. Now Will, it should I, shift to me. I see Will and Rob. Big screen. <laughs> Look, Marley, you're on TV. Willie. What's up, buddy? Yeah, don't, don't you point, Will. Don't you point at me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is amateur hour. Let me tell you this. It Not, went, it went for me so Andrew. much smoother last time. This is my first time I nailed it. Fidget yeah. spinner. I mean, I don't Are you guys even drinking beers? Yeah, be happy. Dog. G&T's, yo. Oh, it's Charlie oh, in the library. Charlie with a knife in the library. Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> All right, Marley. You Charlie, want some more Charlie with a wrench in the library. Back to super, is, super. Charlie, we can barely hear you. There's no background noise, but there's also very little audio. <laughs> there's no noise, period. <laughs> Should we put the That's better. Now you sound good. Are you? Yeah, you sound they, the people who are next to me screaming are have gone. Oh, oh so that's God. good. I mean, it will give character. Look, this is vacation mode pod. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's run into it. John looks like Christian Horner. Let's get it going. This is the day after the Fourth of July, and we are coming to you again from a variety of locations. Charlie and I are on the Cape. Andrew looks like he's at home. John looks like he's at home. So not to. Buzzkill, but I had a I dropped for a second, so I missed your beginning of your intro, Rob. I'm sure it was good. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I think we should start off by just uh, throwing around the horn. What's new in everyone's life? You know, we I think we should call this segment the Pam Zabo update segment. <laughs> Let's start with Charlie. Um, I'm enjoying my vacation. It's very nice down the Cape with Rob and the family. I Wait, you've today, had a few pops. Uh, I'm I'm having a little gin and tonic right now. It's very very lovely. Becky and I just went to the Knockabout Brewery. I washed my car earlier today. Went on a bike ride. Went for a little yog. I was in the bay yesterday. Just a just a classic American summer, living up to its fullest. Wet hot American summer. All right. So no real, no real major life updates. I'm just enjoying my vacation. <laughs> Fantastic, John. All right, I'll go next. Oh, John, go ahead. Go All ahead, right. John. Uh, life update. Let's see. I am not on the Cape. I am in the Dot, Dorchester. And yesterday, I had the day off from work. July fourth. Happy birthday, America. Uh, what did we do? I went for a nice run, about a six-mile run. It was super hot. Woo! Um, but enjoyable. And then we had a nice uh, gathering at my place. And who came over? Andrew and Carolyn came over. Uh, their dog, Copley, came over. Brian and Alicia. Grant and Caroline came over. It was, it was a great, great time. Barbecued, hung outside, hung on the deck, a lot of fireworks. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Nice you want it? food. Do you want to address the office move email that dropped today? Um, I'll I'll 
bring it up, um, I guess, you know, topic of discussion, but... Let's, uh, let's save that. I think that's a whole separate bullet point. <laughs> oh, do we, God. Okay. Do, we really yeah. wanna, do we really want to see a grown man, Charlie, cry on air? I don't think so. I, I would like to yeah. point out that there are um, a number of our co-workers do uh, listen to the pod. Ooh. Uh, so it, it, we, we'll keep it clean, obviously, but, um, you know, just keep that in mind. Got it. Good. Good uh, warning. All right. Well, going uh, O'Brien Zabo, O'Brien Zabo, I'll go. Uh, I'm here down in the Cape. This is like life was back 100 years ago there out air conditioning. I mean, you guys look cool as cucumbers. I feel like um, I'm in Alabama in August right now. Oh, it's hot. It's hot. Doing summer camp for Bear Bryant before the season starts, probably. Uh. Life update for me, I am working remotely, and I thought I was going to be able to kind of take it easy and, you know, work a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) For the listeners, Will just took a spill on Rob's watch. Is he okay? Yeah, he's fine. That doesn't sound like a fun. That's what he wanted to, he just wanted to get his... Uh Uh-oh. Uh, so the other the other thing that's going on is um, we're in a heat wave here, um, and I have a question have about this. the Cape House. What's what's the rooming situation there? Uh, Annie and I and Merle and Lexi are in uh, a room in the house. Charlie is in an auxiliary house yeah. with Becky. To, to give you the straight answer, we've, we're overflowing this house into neighbors' houses. That's what I thought. Okay. So what auxiliary house are you in? I'm in the Lorenos. It's very nice over there, actually. Do they have air conditioning? No, but we have a nice fan. We have an ocean, a uh, bay breeze. It, it's, David Ferris it's has air conditioning. Yeah. You bet he does. <laughs> don't, don't, let's not start that. All right. So uh, I think I did have a big life update to share with everybody, but... For the life of me, I can't remember what I was going to say, so carry on for now. Okay. Andrew, to you. Um, <clears throat> no life updates. I spent, my vacation came the, the the first half of the week. I took off Monday, Tuesday, obviously off Wednesday. Uh, head up to Maine. Spent the weekend with Pam, David, shout out Pam and David, and Elizabeth, my sister. Carolyn also came. Very nice. I listened to the podcast on the drive up. Um, we worked on some puzzles. We ate some lobster, two and a half pounds, no big deal. Um, couldn't do three. Didn't do three. Didn't want to feel sick. But it was a great time. Maine is just beautiful this time of year. Can't recommend it enough. Um, went for a nice hike. Yep. Go ahead, Charlie. Are you a melted butter man? Is that you? Do you dip? Yeah, of course I dip. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> I like it natural, to be honest. I don't yeah, me too. I'm a natural I'm with, guy. I'm with John. Raw? No, yeah, raw. Cooked. Cooked. But <laughs> naked. <laughs> it's a beautiful taste. Cooked you, naked lobster is actually you, what I call it. Do you like lobster or do you like butter? I like lobster with a little bit of butter. I'm not like I'm not dripping butter on my lobster. <laughs> I like chocolate. I like eggs, but I don't put chocolate All right. on my All right, Andrew, here's the question. You, do you wear a bib? No, I'm not a, I'm not a fool. Carolyn wore a bib, though. <laughs> no offense. Oh, I'll, I'll throw a bib on. <laughs> I think I think the bib is a sign of too much butter. I so that I never 
wear a bib, nor do I ever worry about wearing a bib. So that tells you that's the right amount of butter. Yeah, your story checks out. Um, so that was that was just tremendous. Um, Pam is getting along fine with her <laughs> with her busted flipper. She's got this blue cast on. Thumb is also wrapped, so she kind of just maneuvers with her two fingers like this. Still a card why'd shark, they, though. Why'd they wrap the thumb? I'm not sure. She's getting it checked out this week, so maybe she's hoping they remove the thumb wrap and so that it gives her a little more range of motion. But um, you, know, you know who also just... Uh, Maneuvered a lot with just the forefinger and the middle finger, ET. So true. She's a good company. Some great people before Pam and some great people after Pam. Will also do that. <laughs> um, so that was good. The uh, one one funny thing that happened. Well, Carolyn thought it was funny. Was when I was leaving Maine, I stopped at a gas station. I think it was a Shell. Uh, got some coffee. The lady who checked me out happened to be British, and she said, "Happy Independence Day to you." To which I just said thank you. I did not say you too because she is not American. Well, you know Carolyn thought that was wrong. <laughs> I thought that she, was... she she may be an American citizen. Not in my book. <laughs> Our doors are closed. Come on, we can't have terrorists getting in here. Do you guys? I, do you guys think I was in the wrong there? I don't think so. No. Thank you. No, I don't think you ever have to say. And also to you, we wouldn't say in the wrong, but it's even it. nice. That's like if someone says. I said uh, thank you. If someone says, "Hey, nice, n- nice pants," you don't have to say, "And also to you." I mean, because maybe no, you just take the compliment not, and move on. Maybe they're not even wearing like pants. Maybe they're not nice different. pants. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that checks. Maybe they're right. some yeah. And anyway, this is a, a lot of people say this is an F one podcast, so maybe we should get on to it. <laughs> okay. Uh, last weekend was the Austrian Grand Prix, and uh, I thought it was barn burner. Uh, I loved it. Such a good race. What's the definition of a barn burner? Uh, a, a party so good you end up burning down the barn. Uh, then why does it apply to sporting events so so much? It was great. I don't know. You I look think up misused the phrase. You look up barn burner. You will find a picture of the Austrian Grand Prix 2018 in I'm humbled by that definition. So, really so I really, <laughs> I, I thought that. Um, the, there was a lot of passing. Well, enough passing. Um, passing in the in the top three teams, passing in the <laughs> midfield, um, and it's a short track, so you really mix it up with traffic. All the but but it's not like uh, some other short tracks like Monaco where you get stuck behind cars. So I, I thought it was great. I just want to I want to give a kudos to Rob. Um, last podcast, Rob complained about the topographical. Uh, design of the French GP, and I have to say, I I watched this the Austrian one, and it makes such a big difference. It was such a better topographical race, and now I, I, that's all I can think about when I watch these races. Now there are some, there were some awesome camera views in yes, the Austrian Grand Prix were. where you could see them like doing multiple turns and then coming yeah. up the hill. And one car's awesome. going up, another's going down. You can tell exactly where they are. You know, Rob is often wrong, but this time. He got it right. I mean, the Austrian Grand Prix is in a you know, beautiful setting. It's in the mountains. Like, what do you want to change the location of the French Grand Prix? Is that what you're saying, or the racetrack is bad? Yes, southern France, another known as a really hideous place. I mean, come on. <laughs> but I'm saying, is is the racetrack design bad? Or are you saying it needs to be in a, a different location it's, it's entirely? Too, it's too bland. It's too flat. It's too uh, boring. Yeah, it, I think they need to take advantage of the natural 
natural. It's in a very hilly area, but they've, I, I think they chopped off the top of the mountain and put it on a super flat area. So that I don't want to, I don't want to rehash it too old, too races yeah, ago. Sorry. I'll say, I thought the Austrian Grand Prix was beautiful, as Andrew said, and a lot of action. So, very fun. Yep. Let's go. Um, I thought it was a great race. Uh, I fell asleep lap 50 to 70. Uh, what? Then I, I watched it. <laughs> it was right after we got back from the MS ride, and I was just dog tired. So, I fell asleep. Yeah, if, I, if I'm being honest, I was. I was watching it in a tub of uh, a warm tub of Epsom salt. What? The heck? And I was quite delirious. I barely even registered what happened in this race. <laughs> How many pops did Charlie have before this? Yeah, this doesn't seem right. It <laughs> does not seem okay. Go ahead, Rob. Uh, one is I. I'm very concerned that Charlie was using electronics near a bathtub because how many times have we seen people electrocuted like when a thing falls into the tub? It'd just be a real shame if we were a podcast of three. We couldn't wonder where no, in the world no, no, is no. Charlie. You have it all wrong. I set up Becky's computer. It just plops right on top of the toilet lid. I got the. I have the race playing. I'm relaxing, soaking my muscles in some salts to recover. You know, it was, it was no. very nice. Anyway, you had electronics near the bathtub. It just seems dangerous. The, the laptop is not going to jump off the toilet into the toilet. You never know. You what never, never know. To use the toilet. Interesting. That's what the multiple bathrooms are for. Calm down. I was in the guest bathroom. In fact, the primary is clogged like it usually is. Then what do you do? <laughs> that would be an issue, but it wasn't. All right. And then the second point, I, I also fell asleep while watching the race. I think it was a function of being coming from the MS ride. We were just gassed. Yes. And, oh, you don't and, say. So I, I fell asleep. I, my, I fell asleep at lap 60, oh woke God. up. It was lap 71, the end of the race. And then I was like, I, got, got, I can't go back and watch 10 laps right now. I got to go to bed. In the morning, I rewatched it. So, But I did successfully not know who won. So, I've got a topic. I thought, what, obviously, one of the things that made this race so exciting, I, th I thought there were two things. Uh, it was the, the variation, but I attributed it to one of two things. One, the tires. The strategy was kind of all over the place. Things were happening to the tires people were not expecting of those blisters. And then two is obviously the engine failure. And I know we've talked about it previously that we don't like those type of variations because it's not true racing. It's kind of luck uh, as far as engine failure goes. Tires, do we really want that main strategy over, over uh, driver talent? But I thought it made for a very good race this time. So I wanted to bring it up as discussion. Yeah, I think. I think that's fair. I um, <clears throat> I agree with both those points. I think it's maybe just a little, for our listeners, this was the first time, I think, since 1955 that two Mercs failed to finish because of technical reasons, and they didn't get crashed out. They just, their, their engines or the cars failed. Um, so I think that's what Charlie's talking about in terms of the, the retirements. Um, yeah, I, I think... I'm. I do agree. I wish you know. You wish that Botas was still there. Hamilton was still there pushing, um, but it did make for a very exciting race. And and Ricardo had to retire and for and Ricardo, failure. Yeah, Ricardo. So I I don't and mind Hulk. the en I don't mind the engine failure retirements because I think 
first of all, cars used to be much more, there used to be many more retirements than there are now. So uh, we are living in in an era of extreme reliability. But I do like the fact that that manufacturers are like trying to push the boundary and you have to balance reliability versus performance. I think that's part of the sport. In terms of tires, I... I like that something unexpected happened with the tires, that they were it was so hot and the tires were blistering. I don't like when they spend all day managing tires and they can't really go. But in terms of like unexpected things happening and uh, some cars handling the tires better than others, I like it. I just, because they weren't, like, you could see the Ferraris were able to handle the thicker rubber tires, and the Mercedes weren't, and that made a difference for them. I think that's cool that that stuff happens. Yeah, I mean, I uh, often, I don't, I, I think it takes away from races when cars retire prematurely. For some reason, maybe I can't put my finger on it, but I thought this race was really good, uh, even, even with those retirements. Um, I don't know why. But what I wanted to point out in this regard about the tire blistering was, I think it was Signs maybe, or Hulkenberg, I, thought, I think it was a Renault driver, explain why like the tire blistering is such a problem. One is grip, but also what they were saying was when they're on the straights going as fast as possible, they can't even see because they're uh, bumping up and down so much. I had no idea that was the case. I think that was Sign said that, which was very interesting. I thought he said the vibration was so extreme he couldn't he couldn't see. Hulkenberg, Hulkenberg, if you recall, uh, his engine blew very early on. I forget how early it was, but um, anyway, yeah, good point. I, I think I do think the tire the tire uh, wearing was very interesting. I think it brings out the drivers who can kind of think quickly can react and you know can can really maneuver the cars um, without ideal conditions. So I like that. I think also a race like this kind of, yeah, maybe the, the uh, casual fan will see Lewis and Botas and Rick retire and be disappointed. I think it's interesting to see, you know, how the constructors, you know, it's a, it's a whole package. It's not just the driver. It's how they put the car together. So there are other storylines that develop because of those retirements that I think are very interesting. So I think, to uh, Rob looks pretty busy right at this moment, but I think we, I think Rob needs to answer for Max Verstappen. I mean, <laughs> he was, I was thinking just a second ago, I was going to ask everybody who they would vote for driver of the day. And I think it has to be Max Verstappen. He did nothing amazing, but he's kept his nose out of trouble. He managed tires the best out of everybody. And at the end of the day, he won the race. That's the goal. So he's my driver of the day. And I think he's on a little hot streak here. Let's give him some credit where credit's due. Yeah, I think you have to give Max credit. He, uh, you know, three three races ago, he was being criticized, you know, very strongly. He's since put three very strong races together um, by really just, as Charlie said, keeping it clean, like not doing anything silly. So, you know, I think kind of, knock against max he's he's saying i'm just gonna drive the way i always drive and i'm just gonna that's what got me today i mean he listens to christian horner he keeps it clean he gets three podiums in a row who's right here you guys well want, you guys want to respond to, say, to that yeah, yeah i have to defend i have to say that i think that max Verstappen. 
I hate the guy, but he did have a good race. He may have been driver of the day. Uh, maybe, maybe was. See, I mean, Will doesn't even like to hear me say that. It upsets him. Uh, I will and, say uh, he, he only he only beat Kimi because he hit him on that one turn and knocked him. Do you guys recall that? That was no, that was dirty. No, no, Andrew, no. I agree with you on that, but I think that's kind of racing, like a wheel to wheel and a turn. I mean, it wasn't five seconds. I think that. Uh, no, so yeah. so Max did a great job. I think he is. I I find him still insufferable. Um, I can find Lewis insufferable, but I realize that Lewis is a very, very good driver. Max is not at that level yet, but he's had three great races. So that's right. That's Max about is, as much as I'll say. Max is one of the four or five best drivers in the world. Yeah, he's one of the top twenty drivers in the world. Probably. I agree. No, not top twenty. Top five. <laughs> I would say he's probably top five. In the world, top five driver you're saying is not a great driver. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm just like he's not I don't think he, I don't think he's at Lewis's level. I don't think he's at um Alonzo's level. Oh. I don't think I mean you name two people yeah. name the other three people that would put him outside of the top five. No, he's in the top five, I'm saying that. Give me your top five, Rob. Just curious. Doesn't have Alonzo, to be Lewis. Okay. Okay. Alonzo, Lewis, Vettel, Ricardo, Verstappen. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. The clerk is going to be in that top five yeah, very he'll, soon. He'll be in there looks, soon. It does look like it. Guys um, so, other, other kind of race related stuff that I wanted to talk about. Um, we have a slew of news coming up. Like Mercedes brought their new engines to Austria and they failed. And two or both of them. Um, well, one of them had a gearbox issue. I think both has had a gearbox issue. Um, but anyway, not looking great for kind of Mercedes. We haven't seen these failures from the customer teams. Do you think that, the the works team is using engine modes that are a little bit more uh, pushing the envelope, and that's what's leading to the retirement, or was this a fluke? Um, well, they did. I mean, let's 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 kind of go back in time a bit. They delayed their spec two engine because of reliability concerns, which leads you to believe that they weren't really ready to do it. That they pushed it out maybe because they had to. And maybe it wasn't quite ready yet, and potentially they're pushing a little too too hard um, to keep up their current pace, and that's going to cost them. I'm talking about Mercedes here, so potentially, Rob, maybe. Um, the other issue I wanted to talk about is this is pretty much breaking news. My paddock sources are saying McLaren has just gone through a major reorg. Yeah, uh, Eric it's... Boulier is out. He's been he's retiring slash fired. And Zach Brown had a presser saying McLaren's uh, return to the front is between two and ten years away, at least <laughs> more, more in, somewhere in between, but not in, not imminent. And they said our car, our chassis is worse than last year. We have less downforce. What? Um, so I would like to say I called this Eric Bouye thing. I don't know when we we're talking, but I said it's all on him. Where were we discussing this? Uh, Montreal? 
maybe. I don't know. Anyway, someone, I think Rob was saying, no, it's not on him. It's on the engineers to figure it out. And I said, well, he manages the engineers. His head needs to roll. He needs to know who to hire. Rob disagreed. So I'm, uh, I called that one correctly. Rob didn't. And then I would also right, like. You, so you're trying to make up for that horrible failure where you called Red Bull not going to Honda, right? That's what this is about. <laughs> anyway, move on. I mean, it's funny. It's funny how you try to dig up uh, old old items, but let's let's keep it relevant. Let's keep it to what's going on with McLaren right now. And then, second, it's so embarrassing. Two to ten years. I mean, they should fire Zach Brown just for uttering that statement. I mean, he's such a loser. You just beat me to my point. Zach Brown should be fired for saying two to ten years. Yeah, that's outrageous. Eric, I mean, that's such a loser attitude. Ten years. Boulier knew he was gone before that race. I saw there's an interview with him. He just looked like a shell of a man. He looked pathetic. And he looked like he knew that his head was on the chopping block. So, I mean, it's, it's an absolute disaster. It's such a mess. I, I don't even know where to begin with these guys. He should go to Ferrari. Give it, give it, give it that Boulier. Given that information, I have to say, like, no way Ricardo's going to be like, oh, let me go on to, into that project. He's not that young that he yeah. can afford that. That's a young um, man's game. I also, no way Alonzo resigns, like, knowing that it's, like, Alonzo's going to be getting retirement and Social Security by the time uh, McLaren is able to field a competitive car. I think that seals Alonzo to F1. I mean to to IndyCar, and um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with McLaren. I think they're gonna. I, I've got faith in them long term, but oof. I mean, Will is gonna be in college by the time they win a race, dude. Yeah, maybe. Um, other news. What else we have around the horn? We've got the British British Grand Oh British Grand Prix coming up this weekend. Yeah, I just a couple. One more thing on the last race. I think uh got to give, even though they got it because of some retirements, but kudos to Haas for their finish. I mean, Best finish ever. Very strong. And I read my paddock sources were telling me they hired a tire expert, and he's been making a world of difference. So, Rob, I don't know if that's if that's you or somebody else that has a similar interest. I, I interviewed with the job, but they ultimately decided to go in a different direction. <laughs> we, we, we all know that game. Um, and then one other thing that I wanted to bring up from the last race before we move on, I think in the last podcast I said that Max and Seb were very similar, and I don't know if you guys caught this, but his celebration noises after he won no. were despicable and embarrassing. And you guys, I'm going to splice it in. I'm going to show you guys that he sounds exactly like Sebastian. Oh, I Please. love it. I love it. Please do. John, you know, you heard that, didn't you? Okay, he's a tool, but he's not as big a tool as Seb. Did you hear the noises? No, spot on, Max. Spot on, mate. Mode one. That was textbook. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, this feels good. <laughs> oh, yes! Well done, Max. You've won the Austrian Grand Prix. Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, this is amazing. In front of all those fans and at the Red Bull ring with the Red Bull. <laughs> Amazing. No, I didn't. Oh, but my gosh. It was terrible. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm, I'm coming around on Sebastian. Thank honestly. you. I've done a, not a 180, but let's call it a 140 maybe on him. After his comments this week about 
the rule book being so long, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I love everything he's saying on that front. It's crazy that he got a five-second penalty for something he had. His engineers didn't tell him that Carlos Sainz was behind him. Like, what, what's going on? He gets a penalty for that? It's crazy. Yeah. Three, three grid, grid spot penalty. Unreal. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Seb is also, he's kind of just becoming like a German caricature at this point. It's pretty funny. Um, so, the moving on to Silverstone this weekend, the big thing that I wanted to mention was the addition of a new DRS zone. It's on the start-finish straight, and it includes, I think maybe for the first time ever, two turns. Can you so, you have the... DRS is? Uh, drag reduction system. It's when the rear wing opens up. So you have less downforce and, and less like pressure on the tires. On a straight line, that's great. On a turn, you want the downforce to keep your car touching, like pushed into the ground so you can really turn it. So there seems to be uh, a big issue that we're going to see about whether or not uh, cars are able to keep you know, you, you control it. You control your wing when you when you close it. So there's a lot of discussion about will the drivers be able to uh, keep the wing open and have less dr- less uh, downforce on those two very fast turns. And like it's it's a risky thing to do because you have less downforce, you could lose it and spin oh, the car in a turn. Um, but if you get it, you're a little faster in it. So that should, uh, should be an exciting turn one and turn two this weekend. Awesome. I think I, I heard in the last race that you gain like 15 kilometers an hour with DRS enabled. Not McLaren. No, but yeah, I mean, they, not, not McLaren, obviously. But that that's a good point, Rob. I'll, I'll be sure to watch out for that. What's the, any, um, any early readouts on the weather? <laughs> no, no, no readouts on the weather. Because that's, that's key for Silverstone, if, um, if you recall. I mean, what a great, what a what a tremendously attended race! It just, it's a it's a gem on the calendar. <laughs> sure, sure is. A couple other topics before we wrap up. One, going back to something we discussed a little bit, but didn't get into it. Um, mainly a question for you, John, and maybe you, Rob. Is anybody else feeling a little bit of pressure? Not pressure, but I'm a little nervous that I'm going to be I'm going to find myself rooting for Ferrari with Leclerc. I find I find him a very compelling story. Yeah, I don't want to root for Ferrari, but I really like Charlie. Charlie yeah, Ferrari. but I think the reason I don't like rooting for a Ferrari is because I think Sebastian Vettel's a loser. You know? you just said you came around on him. I I didn't say one eighty. If you roll back the tapes, I said one forty. I'm not totally around on him yet. Good thing we can actually roll back those tapes. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I mean, I'm really like an ABM, anybody but Mercedes. So whoever has a chance to beat them, I'm, that's what I'm rooting for. I'm, I'm with Rob on there. That's, that's a great, great acronym. acronym. Yeah, good, good acronym. I, uh, I agree. I mean, Leclerc is just such a force, I think. Stud. Young stud. I like, I like Hulk a lot. Me too. Did you guys watch the Paddock Pass? No, I'm very oh, excited. God. I'm very excited to see how the driver lineup shakes out for next year. When are we going to find out? This fall? I feel like it's going to be a letdown. Like not much, not much shake up. Mm. To be honest with you, ah, I think Raikkonen's gone. I don't. Here's a fun. No, sorry. Here's a fun um, question. I'd like everybody on record. 
Who wins the world championship first, Leclerc or Verstappen? I think Leclerc. Me too. Well, how do you see that? Ferrari, better car. And he's got the Ferrari and, power. And, and, and Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, I think he can. Look, oh, Leclerc, what? Leclerc, Leclerc has flashed some real... Uh, we've seen some real flashes of greatness from him, but Verstappen has done it f- for two years now. I'm going with Verstappen on this issue on this question. I mean, we also see Ferrari making calls to allow Sebastian to win. He doesn't oh. win races. He doesn't win races on his own merit. He wins races because Ferrari puts him in that position by sabotaging his teammate. He finished third last race. All right, guys, I have to uh, I have to depart this podcast on my own because my child has a meltdown and my dog is too. So nice. I got to go. You know, I'm a family man. Uh, I trust you. You guys will be able to bring us home. Yeah, we'll. Yeah, we're about to. You know what? As, as my team, McLaren, I, just consider me an early retirement. That's a DNF. Par for the course. That's a DNF for Rob. First yeah. DNF. Par for, Par for the course. DNF. First DNF ever. All right. Vroom vroom. Later. Bye. So we can all agree it has a sub subpar performance from Rob. Oh, yeah, it's it, terrible. It, as a sideline reporter, it is a full-on meltdown here. It's like DefCon. Seriously? And yeah, what's going on? Paint the is picture. Andy, is it really? Andy's losing it too? Uh, yeah, frustrated. I mean, he's just walking around. He's tired. He's hot. He's hungry. He's just will or Rob in every room. And will or Rob? Uh, maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. I, I was sleeping at this house. Isn't it just dreadful with the heat, or are there fans? Um, they're fans, but they're they're also well. The kids are pretty good at sleeping, but they're three kids under uh, four. So I'm, th- I'm thinking more of like you. Like, is it really hot to sleep? Um, it's a li- it's just a little sticky and heavy, but it's it's reasonable. I mean, it's not ideal, but I, I I'm sleeping fine. I mean, usually a fan will will cure that. Um, yeah. Yeah, as I said, Becky and I have an ocean breeze in one window and a fan coming in the other. So you're sad. You're I've been sad. watching this great uh, Amazon Prime show uh, starring Hugh Grant. Ooh, a very British scandal or something. Mm-hmm. I only bring it up because it's the Silverstone Grand Prix in England. Love you know? to get in the British mood. What's the uh, premise yeah. here? Premise is it's night. I, I think it's 19, late 60s, early 70s, England, member of parliament, rising in the ranks, and he is a homosexual, which is uh, taboo in, in this era. And this is based on a true story. Tony Blair? Not Tony Blair. Tony Blair is not a homosexual. Um, <laughs> and, and Tony Blair is not a member of parliament in late 60s, early 70s. Anyway, um, and he has an affair with this young stable boy, um, <laughs> and then he wants to have this guy killed. The boy? He want, uh Sorry, I'm mixing up my pronouns again. Um, I don't want to offend Charlie. Check out who it is behind me. Hugh Grant wants to have the young stable boy killed, knocked off because he is exposing yeah. the relationship. Uh, that that adds up. Sounds Three like a good look. Three-part miniseries, very easy to digest, um, and it's not. It's it's it has funny parts too. So it's, yeah. it's good. Nice. as a couple of JFK fanboys, this story it makes sense why you guys like this. 
What? Uh, what do you say about JFK? I'm not following. I'm saying the Kennedys like to have affairs and kill kill them off with stable boys. Not uh, necessarily boys, but you know. Who do they have killed off? I didn't know. I didn't know you were a JFK mm-hmm. hater. You're a Kennedy I hater. I, I think the Kennedy. I'm a Kennedy hater. I'd say. Wow. So you're not going to root for the young buck, Joe Kennedy, whatever the third. Mm, I'm very. I do like him. I, I, I like him on the one hand. Ah, I just turned you. They're all privileged. Yeah. On the other. Who's the young stable boy now? <laughs> I mean, Ian. Ch- Charlie's take here is outrageous. They they died. They got killed. Mm. Who are we saying they killed? Charlie, Ted, Charlie's talking about Chapa. Charlie's bringing up Chapaquiddick again. Mm. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Chapaquiddick drudging up that mess again, if you will. <laughs> yeah, a convenient thing. We just the mess that we sweep under the carpet. Uh, well, anyway, uh, speaking, anyway. going back to London real quick. You guys catch the lads on uh, Tuesday, pulling off the terrific. I watched it. I I missed it, but hey, good for them. Cheers. Cheers to them. Yeah, cheers to the boys. Are we excited for tomorrow's matches? It's looking pretty exciting. Good sports weekend all around. Who's playing tomorrow? What time are the matches? Uh, We have France, Uruguay, and then Belgium, Brazil, which is going to be a a couple of haymakers. Couple heavyweights. I read an article on that French dude who scored that amazing goal. He's 19, right? Uh, super young, but also he's a defender. He's never scored a goal with this foot before. Only headers. Didn't wow. I? Wait, who was I talking about the goal yesterday? Bappe. They had no idea. Bappe. Wait, a Bappe? What's, how did you say his name? M B A P P E. Is that the guy you're talking about, John? I don't know. No, the the young white guy, small. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the striker then. Look up, no, look up the guy who it was like a bouncing ball, and he just hits it. Like out of midair, I, I don't even know like how he did sick, it. It was, it was like a sick backhand. Yeah, ping pong. Ping pong exactly. That's exactly what it was. You guys are not talking about Killian, the guy no, who's no. who's twenty and is awesome. No, you've said like four or five different names at this point. Killian Mbappe. No, not him. No, not him. Mbappe. The breaking news: Scott Pruitt uh, resigned. EPA. I uh, did not. not. Not that shocking. Wow. All right, boys. Good stuff. Yeah. For, uh, hashtag pray for this audio. And yes, this is a very good pod. Yeah, I would say is, pray, pray this, for Rob. This is going <laughs> to, yeah, pray for Rob, please. This is going to be. He, he doesn't have another child on the way, does he? No, he doesn't. <laughs> uh, He's uh, currently walking two dogs. He's walking Elsie and Lexi. Nice. We've well, gotten Karen has Karen has taken over feeding of the monster. The grandma. Mom. Wait, I, I see a picture of uh, LB up in Cape Cod. No, the um, the dog father sent us that picture because she thought it was funny. So oh, no, she's gotcha. she's up in New Hampshire, living her best life, That's sitting nice. in water bowls. That's nice. Very good. Yeah. All right, uh, later, boys. Later. How's that? Uh, wait, wait. How's cop? How's cop doing? Uh, he's feeling better. He ate his dinner really quickly, so I think he's yeah, good. on the mend. Good. All right. All right. Later. Good job. All right.